0: All right, it's time. Our last chance to punch tickets to Miami, to Chase Nez, all of our fellow Bad Bros and friends from the Deposit Kingdom. We're going to talk through strategy for the 12-person drafts this week, and, of course, all of the Battle Royale strategy and our uh, classic Pick'em Build segment. It's off and on the clock with Pete and the Bad Bros. Let's go. Hello, hello. We got Nez. We got John. Uh, John doesn't partake in American Thanksgiving, so I'll ask Nez. Uh, how was your day yesterday?
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm glad you addressed me first. Uh, I had a great yeah. Thanksgiving yesterday. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was so ingrained into my lineups. Uh, it, it, uh, didn't, didn't quite detract from, from Thanksgiving, but I made a butternut squash soup yesterday that was so good. <laughs> My wife, Bria's uncle, my wife's uncle would not stop complimenting me on it for the entire day. It was was, literally like 10 separate times was telling me like, hey, you need to send me that recipe. That was so good. Like would not leave me alone about it. Borderline uncomfortable. But that like that's just that's how you know that you just really nailed a nailed a side dish out of the park. So uh, I was feeling pretty gassed up yesterday about my
0: soup yeah fine john i'll i'll ask what what did you You go go on a roll in stanley park a a stroll what did what did you
2: do Uh, okay we got it we gotta set the record straight with some of the stanley park stuff from thursday night or wednesday night okay stanley park jacob's young guy he's a young guy he's a little green right he was selling you in all the wrong fashions on like what (laughs) stanley park is it is like living breathing beautiful ecosystem of city center it is wraparound beaches that you can ride your bike on or you know walk run whatever the whole coast of the city and then because like vancouver's two islands right and you can go from beach to beach all along this with water facing like Pacific Ocean, as far as you can see, and then north-facing mountains in the distance. It's like some of the most scenic shit you ever seen. Like him trying to sell you guys Vancouver was like trying to sell you CMC 101 after week five. Like it's insane. Like it's so it's such a layup take. But, uh, and, and then the, the whole Grouse Mountain stuff, like Grouse Mountain is 25 minutes from Stanley Park. It's 20 minutes from Stanley Park. You can golf or beach... Or snowboard in the same day in the middle of November. It's legit,
0: man. Wow. I, I don't know. I feel like the lumberjack uh party was a pretty good selling point there. Uh yeah, if if you guys are very confused what John's referencing even- uh, on ship chasing, we had a Wednesday night show this week, and Jacob Sanderson, uh, another Canadian, was on, and we had a, a ton of fun. Google mapping uh, a lot of Vancouver there, so you can check that out. You wouldn't think a show before Thanksgiving slate would be evergreen, but
2: it's a fairly evergreen show. <laughs> it very um, much is. I, I did. I did celebrate yesterday, though. I did celebrate. You did? Yeah, a couple uh capital uh halfer buddies who dual citizens and that sort of thing. They took the day off and whatever. And we had six of us over here watch the ball games. We made uh we made tacos. A very, a very Thanksgiving tradition to make tacos. But yeah, we had a we had a chill day.
0: Uh so yeah, let's talk do a little recap of the uh the Thanksgiving slate before we dive into uh week twelve. How did it uh pan out for you guys?
1: Well, I I I I went really heavy. On this slate. it was easily the heaviest i've ever gone on any underdog slate uh period and it was you know and and i loved all the contests that were available yeah. to draft obviously but it made it kind of hard to to sweat uh partly because i had so many lineups that i'm just like waiting for the games to end and then i'll see like lift my cards up see how i how i did but uh i i, I made i made money which was you know which was very very nice didn't didn't take down the turkey or anything but uh had a lot of fun doing it that was a really fun slate. Uh, you know, it could, could have gone better, but had, had, had a good day regardless. So I know, I know you max P I think that was your first time maxing a battle Royale for a, for a daily.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was like the perfect setup, right? It was like 150 max, an awesome slate. I thought there were like legit edges as far as the two quarterbacks not getting drafted in every contest, and so I took a really big position on Jordan Love, ended up being I think close to 40 percent Jordan Love there, and I was I was pretty excited after that first game. Of course, Dak ends up chasing him down, and kind of you know the the edge there was just slightly diminished because Dak was pretty affordable in drafts mm-hmm. too. So um, that was a little bit of a bummer and my other big stand Dak was my second most drafted quarterback um i kind of made the stand of scrolling past brandon cooks and doing a ton of jalen tolbert and um and michael Gallup and being like trying to play it through the lower own guys there obviously cooks uh ends up hitting there so uh ended up making a little bit of money but my saving grace is i was really trying to get the 150 in. famously i was doing the last few on ship chasing during the stream i was even in a draft with you thank you not for not snitching with me Nez uh, as I was getting one of those in uh so I got those in and then the show ends and I was like you know what I gotta hop in a couple of these other ones that are still up so I did three bullets in the mid-sized turkey and ended up getting third I got chased down I was in first uh at halftime of the 49ers game there and then I didn't have CMC and the CMC teams chased me down I had a Dak Tony Pollard I mean redacted uh, Brandon Cooks, like that's where I did get my Brandon Cook share, and then had a Monrod Debo in Laporta. So I was bummed not to hold on for first for 3,000, but did get third there for a thousand and made it a pretty, uh, nice profitable day.
1: That's always nice, J- John. John, you made a little bit of money too, right?
2: Yeah, I doubled my entry fees. I only played 50 of them. I was winning two of the smaller single entry contests, the winner takes all, uh, with like halfway through the third quarter of the final game there. And I had Debo Kittle instead of Debo CMC and Debo CMC Mm. is what you needed. It was, yeah, same thing. Dak redacted cooks and Watson Debo Kittle. Mm. And then Kittle just didn't get home. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I played pretty well. Like I had 50% Debo I had 38% David Montgomery. Um, I, I, I guess I shouldn't have been as heavy. I was pretty balanced at tight end, like 28, 28, 28, something like that. But uh, yeah, I guess just being on like Ferg over Laporta late in the week—that week was my big step too. Yeah, yeah
1: that burned a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, but, a I lot mean, of good lines. I don't think it was terrible process though, because you look at like the splits with Gibbs and Laporta when they're both there, and then you just kind of looked at the matchup for and the red zone usage for Ferg. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was bad. Well, you know. I
0: I mean. And you think about how important it is to correlate tight end with the quarterback. And if you went in your crystal ball and I told you this is Dak's line and this is Jared Goff's line and I showed you nothing else, you would have had 100% Ferguson and 0% yes. Laporta. So um, kind of an interesting run out in that he gets that early touchdown. But I think from a process standpoint, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Did you guys
2: did you guys get Gino and Hal? Like I had 18% Jordan Love, 28% Dak. I guess kind of like balanced or whatever, but I had basically no Howell and no Geno. Did you guys get there? So my big stand Mm -hmm. was fading
0: Purdy and Howell because those guys going as QB uh, three and four um, in a lot of them. And so I ended up, I've just pulled mine up. I was 35% love, 27% Dak, 14% Goff, 13% Geno, 7% Brock, 2% Howell. I felt like Brock and Howell, like, just the way I like to play were like almost undraftable because their projection to love was like not that different. And love was just like not getting drafted at remotely the same clip. I ended up just like, you know, putting my John hat on and just biting the bullet with Gino, just knowing he wasn't going to be drafted. But I was like, I'm not making near as a big of a stand on Gino as I am (laughs) Jordan love. But I, I I didn't like, I thought how was a really tough click um, where he was going. I, I had a little bit of him. I was pretty flat as far as QBs go. Uh, just, I, That
1: was just because I was drafting so many teams that I felt like it was, it, it just kind of made sense. And I was building mostly around like Debo was, was like a real centerpiece in a lot of my builds because yeah. he was going so late that, that, you know, him over the Seattle guys for me was really easy. So he was like my centerpiece. And then I was just kind of building around, around him. And so I did end up getting a, a good bit of Hal and a good bit of Gino. And what I was, what i was mainly doing to get to those those pieces was capitalizing on them in the $3.20 max where like truthfully, I was I was uh, auto drafting those. I knew what I wanted in like my top like ten or fifteen, and then I would do like if I wanted to make that, that contest a Geno contest, I would put Geno as like my highest quarterback, and then just be like, you know what, this is my super exploitative stance. And if Geno goes off, then I'm taking down this contest. And if I'm whipping on the turkey in that, then it's fine. But obviously, that didn't work out. But that's how I was playing that. Uh, also, just right. real quick. Oh, good, John. Good.
2: No, I got a que- I got a question with that. Do you? Do you put the condom on it when you think you get like a pretty rare first four picks? So like, hypothetically speaking, like you, you found yourself in a lobby where you got uh redacted Demont, Mont Almond raw on the same, same lineup. And you see a slide with like Purdy or something like that. Do you deviate your Geno stance there and just be like, oh, he's projecting. Okay. I got to do Purdy here because this is a GM GM. Like, if I was
1: hand building. Yeah. I would take a naked Purdy. in in that in that if i was like you know what i have the nuts at the flex like i still think purdy can have a good game but i have these nuts and not only does that make it unique but like i'm just simply going for raw points so to answer your question yes i i do especially on a smaller slate absolutely
0: i struggle with that one john that's like always my internal monologue when i know i'm getting a combo that's pretty rare i agree with nez like if it's the quarterback spot I don't want to go as off the board. I had a few combos I really liked. I can't remember them now, but I still did my like scroll down to Tolbert. I'm like, I'm not going to take cooks here. Obviously that doesn't work out in in hindsight, but I'm still willing. Like when the project, because the projection difference between Purdy and Gino was pretty big. Like the projection Mm -hmm. difference, I don't think between cooks to those wide receivers is not big enough for me to justify that. But I mean, that is always the age old question of, because uh, it happens all the time in battle royale, you get that unique combo, and then you're like, "Am I just going to chalk it up around this or what?"
2: It's one of those things, especially in hoops, where you can kind of do yourself a disservice by not autoing and just sticking to the plan. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like when you when you let yourself interfere with it, I think everyone's natural instinct is to be like, "Wow, this is this is a really good team. I don't I don't want to f it up with this crazy outlandish decision here."
0: Well, and let's let's pull this up just real quick to look at, uh, sorry, John, if you can help me out with the sh- scenes yeah. here, uh, to look at the winning lineup. Um, this was not a scroll the F down slate. I mean, this was get the 101, uh, and then you take, uh, so you take CMC, right? And then at mm-hmm. the turn, you get uh, Tony Pollard and Dak at 8-9, which was a fairly common way to, to play that because CD's off the board and you're not reaching for Ferguson or the other pass catcher there. And then you come back, Laporta was starting to slide like later during the week, I think because the ETR projections had Ferguson higher. So then you grab Ferguson at 16 and Debo at 17. Debo was probably a guy who shouldn't have been going there in hindsight. And then it's your last pick. And you're like, I only have Dak with Tony Pollard. I'm going to take the next, the the best guy available Mm -hmm. in Brandon Cooks. Like there's nothing fancy about this. And all of these guys were drafted in close to hundred percent of contests. Maybe there were a couple that Cooks didn't get drafted, but this was just like you need the 101 and you just put the pieces together
2: yeah i yeah. think i think i think this one would have been pretty the hardest portion of this to obtain is that somebody took ferguson before laporta without dak here and i think that's what allowed mm. the laporta to get their combo
0: yeah I, the thing I know is, what I mean. is, the, yeah i unless you were building, like I was building out a ton of Dak stuff. And there were times where I would pass on Ferguson because I wanted to get doubles with Tolbert and cooks or Tolbert and Gallup. Like I was doing that. So, but yeah, I think in just like, if you were like straight going off of ranks, then you need someone kind of reaching for him. I'd also
2: venture to guess, sorry, Ness, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'd also venture to guess that it was, Maybe a bit later, because what happened with Debo is he pushed down pretty far in like the visual representation of the uh, uh, projections, not ADP, because Sharbs pushed up so high. Mm -hmm. So it uh, and Metcalf pushed above Debo as well. So on, I guess it would have been Wednesday night and Thursday morning, Debo was uh, behind Metcalf and Sharbs, and that opened up a lot of fourth round Debo And I just kept eating, eating it up. I had 50, 52% Debo. Yeah. I think that was
0: super shot. I kept like trying to get myself to add to my Gino. Cause I was like, it didn't feel good. I wanted, it. And so I kept waiting for like Metcalf to be there. And based on how I had my rank set up and I was just like, I was never getting DK Metcalf. Like people were yeah. drafting him so high. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do like a one-off Sharps in JSN. But like the, the field made it very hard for me to, Punt money off on Gino, and I was trying to. I really was.
2: My my Galbrain thing. Sorry, Nas. I keep. I, I just got I all just these done. thoughts, and
0: I just like, <laughs> keep jumping. my well, Galbrain, you say sorry in that really nice Canadian accent. Yeah, <laughs> off the blow every time.
2: Uh-huh. Uh My big thing with with DK that I kind of didn't implement a fade with him or whatever. I obviously didn't love the spot, didn't love the game, didn't love the projection. Blah blah blah. But he had a Q tag for a six hour window, let's call it on Tuesday where he was falling to the sixth round and damn near undrafted where people were putting locket above him and stuff like that. So in my mind, I also thought if I was building DK stuff, I wanted it to be exclusively with Gino stuff to get leverage off of those lineups because I didn't think, I mean, it's, it's a really small nuance and maybe it, it's a good segue to the Cooper cup conversation for this week, but I was kind of like eerie on, playing dk by himself knowing that sixth round dk ex- existed when i saw the projection bump up to guys taking him at like the two three turn for instance
1: yeah definitely a decision point in in those drafts was the fact that he was in the six i saw it fall a lot and the debo fall happened a lot too Uh, which is like kind of maybe hard to believe if you like weren't in these Turkey streets, but it happened quite a bit. And like, that's why I was making him such a strong stance and just getting unique around him. But it is interesting too, that like we, it's a small slate. We had 22,000 drafts and yet the optimal was not the winner because Watson actually outscored Brandon cooks. But like, how are you ever going to get there? If you draft, like if you draft Dak and you need a stack partner there at the end, like who's, who's going to pass up on, on cooks to, to get Watson, which is interesting. The one other thing I was just going to say is that with the left, there was a contest for the leftovers, which was the two game slate, three person drafts with the, the, the Niners game and this Miami jets game, which oh. is like going on right now and is absolutely atrocious slate. And I went so, so hard on George Kittle because he was far and away the best tight end. It was George yeah. Kittle, Conklin, Smythe, etc., And then, George Kittle put up like three points, so but I thought it was so sharp. I had seventy percent in like fifty drafts. I was like, yes, like I did it, found my edge, and uh, it's uh, it's all it's all going down the drain. But I think Tyreek just got injured too, so hopefully he's he's okay.
2: Ooh, he's
0: back, but yeah,
2: I I he, the the Kittle one. Uh, sorry, the, the Kittle one yeah. was um, Kyle Dvorak set tweeted it the other day that he has four games, I think, under 20 yards this season, and he's still like pretty close to tight end overall one because he's had four games under 20 yards and four games above 18 points or something like that, or above 20 points in PPR is what he said. Pretty crazy.
0: And, I mean, that's kind of like, I'm willing to go in on that spot, Nez, when... The um When the Musgrave stuff happened, I had been drafting a lot of him. And so I was like, I think I'm just comfortable with my swap to craft and not and just being done there. And then to me, I was like, I, I really like Ferguson, obviously. I was kind of down. And so I was like, I'm just going to start ripping it in on Kittle. And so I had like so many Kittle shares at the yeah. end because I was like, I want these combos. Like I love the Dak and the love stuff. And I'm like, now I want to mix in Kittle in all these other configurations with these guys. Uh, Didn't work. But one other thing I was going to say, about the thing John brought up with you needed someone to take Ferguson ahead of Laporta. That's what happened in these three, in these drafts I did. And I think the one draft, I don't know if this is the one I won. It might've been, it was copper prices and G were in this. And then one other guy. And this was one of the few times where I was like, I I had Dak and I wanted to get Ferguson. And then someone takes Ferguson. And so I'm like, I'll take Laporta. And then this is, oh, this is the one spot where it's like in the turkey, you're able to kind of do what you want over and over again. You get into sharper, higher stakes rube, and it just naturally funneled me to a play I wasn't doing. And then, of course, that's the lineup that does well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a, that's a sharp room there. Shout out Dallas Dave, uh, just just edging you there
0: for for second place. I, dude, it's so funny oh, too. Nice. So we we come home from Thanksgiving. I I'd honestly like forgotten about these. I pulled it up and saw I had three thousand in first here, and then I'm I'm you know checking out the combos and I see these CMC teams charging me down, and I had like a I think it was like a four or five point lead at halftime. And Lauren was like, Dude, "Do you want to watch the game?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "We're going to bed." I I refuse. I was like, "I know what's going to happen. I know yeah. what's happening. There's no need to sweat this." And I was just pleasantly surprised to have woke up and held on to third place there. <laughs> yeah, that's always the worst. I don't want
1: to. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch my. It's a, it's such a tease when you open the app, you see like in that one contest, like a nice four
0: digit number. You just like kind of lose yeah. yourself, and then you just know. You just know it's Let- going away. But uh again, I know uh Redmid tweeted this out, but uh shout out to Numi and Hope for uh for grinding, getting so many fun contests up there. I was too locked in on the turkey that I didn't dabble in a lot of stuff, but man, they uh they got a ton of action up there for everyone yesterday.
1: Yeah, they crushed it. Mm-hmm.
0: How are we feeling about uh about week 12? I will completely admit I am I, I got some research in this morning, finally got some ranks set, you know, got my hidden gems piece up, all of that, but I'm definitely, you know, behind where I'm normally at coming into a slate here.
2: I think everybody feels that way. I, I don't mm-hmm. think you're alone in that at all. Um, I, I feel very similarly. Um, I think there's like a couple, you know, scratch your head um games where it's just kind of like I'm crossing them off on this one. Um, but I think the biggest thing right now is the Co- the Cooper Cup piece, right? Yeah. Like, just how we're going to play that. It matters less in the six-person contest. Like, sure, some sixth-round Cooper Cup is going to exist and that sort of thing. But... I, I don't know. The dog bowl one, it, it, it kind of scares me, but I think there's probably going to be some interesting pivots that we can find and leverage off of it, knowing that it exists. So, yeah, I think that's the big kind of like skeleton key to talk through. Yeah.
0: And I think the one thing that makes me less, because, and I, I should also say, I think this week, I, I think like ni- I'll probably get in some battle royales just because I won't be able to resist, but I think like 95% of my play is going to be dog bowl, you know, this week, just with that one last mm-hmm. uh, hurrah. But, you know, the other thing that makes me less demoralized about the people who got the early Cooper cup is like, he also hasn't really been good for <laughs> yeah. multiple weeks. I know he missed that touchdown last week. We probably would be thinking a little differently. They had that free play on the offsides and he just like botched it. Um, but like the Puka thing has played out in a way where it is limiting like the monster target shares that I think lower his floor. It doesn't change the ceiling. And that's why that ceiling will always be there. But I do think the floor is a little bit lower. It's not like you're just banking in, you know, 17, 18 points from Cooper Cup in your lineup in the way I think it used to be. So I, I'm willing to try to play the combos around that and not feel like the contest is ruined. Not to mention, as of that news breaking, I mean, the dog bowl was still what? Less than 25% full, around 25%. So yeah, I think we're yeah. okay on that front. Or at least that's my cope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely some uh some sharp dudes in there that are that have been hitting the the dog balls hard but i agree i think the fact that it's only 20 percent full uh is a saving grace and i will i will use that as cope uh to continue to, to draft draft cooper cup but it's definitely a testament to the slate and how just you know ugly it is that you know it's some, something i mean not not that a cooper cup is something to take lightly, but he just completely vaults his way into like top 20 territory, knowing that he is active on a, on a slate like this, but it it is definitely a little studs and dudsy. We've got two totals, I believe over like 45 and then the rest are just like putrid games. So could be something where, and and I've done this a couple of times where I'm taking two pass catchers from a game without the quarterback, just because I am just like straight up searching for, for points scored in a game Uh, looking at you, Houston, but um yeah definitely definitely a weird one and i'm wearing my super campy super steelers hat here to <laughs> celebrate you know we we never like to you know to to celebrate the man's demise but matt canada we'll see ya out of here and uh welcoming this new look steelers with a 35 point total at cincinnati but i think we found some things that we like in there question mark
0: yeah i mean i i wrote up the the way I kind of wrote it up in my hidden gems piece. It's like, I'm not, I, I do think in the dog bowl, you could make the case for some, some, uh, some double stacks if you'd like. But as far as like battle royale type stuff, like taking a stealer, a one-off stealer at the end, whether it's Warren, whether it's Pickens, whether it's Deontay Johnson, you know, whether it's Friar in those six person, like I really like that because I do think there is room for one of these guys to go for 20 plus points. You know, JM just put in two of them. We started a team on redacted just a few minutes ago, putting in Warren and Pickens there. Um, I think there is some stuff to like, there. I, I am hesitant to, you know, load up on Kenny Pickett, but then again, you want to talk about scrolling down in the dog bowl, 12 quarterbacks taken in every draft. I mean, you go look at QB 13 and down. There's not a lot to like.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's why I put Josh Allen on the cover is because it felt like such an obvious, like thrust up QB spot. Um, But there's also a lot of leverage introduced if you want to go to like the Desmond Ritters, the AOCs, the, some of this really gross stuff at the back end because they're literally not being drafted. Um, I guess we'll see a little bit of steam here with the Stafford stuff. I did a Stafford Higby earlier that now I regret with the, with the cup stuff. Um, especially because those are just like two freaking floor plays, um, paired together. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think that's a big big overarching talking point on the slate. Have you guys been pushing up quarterback? Have you been prioritizing it because of that? Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Like I I'm really really surprised. Josh Allen and 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 the rest of these guys have ADPs as low as they are. I thought that they would be like, it, you know, you remember, you know, we 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 kind of referenced this and we never actually saw it this season. Where last season, right, these top QBs would be like all in the first round was like just QBs. And it was so strange. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure we would see that this week and we haven't. And maybe dog bowl, like the way dog bowls are going is actually like way, way different than the six person drafts are going because in six person, it's not quite as necessary. But I think if you're doing dog bowls and you are like not prioritizing QB, I think you may need to like take another look at how, how bad QB is past QB like six
2: I think it's also, Nez, that the, the back stack options are so easy for the elite quarterbacks, yeah. too. Like, you n- can't necessarily get, like, Hertz Brown, but you can get Hertz Smith every single time if you want it. You can get Mahomes with whoever the F you want other than Kelsey. <laughs> and then Allen, you can put with anyone other than Diggs, basically. And I mean, that the, the Kate's Diggs hard to come back sometimes that's in fair, the second. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I guess, depending, like if you are taking Josh Allen, like say you're like, dude, Josh Allen should be the 101 or 102, Like it is a little harder sometimes for Kincaid because he's now, you know, he's the second tight end off the board after McBride. And, uh, that, that would be the only thing, but yeah, I, I agree with you. There's, it's really cheap to build, uh, around, around that, I guess though, you know, just not to fully push back because I do agree, but also, you know, it all comes down to, like the opportunity cost stuff and like how strong you think some of those mid first round selections are like, what is the true ceiling of a Jonathan Taylor, a Travis ETN? Um, you know, the tank Dell price is pretty frothy, but that's really kind of what you're kind of balancing the way I've handled it. And again, I've only done a handful of dog bowls so far is thinking like, if I'm not getting one of these elite quarterbacks, I do want to be heavily correlating around the game. So like I did a Minshew one where I think I took like every Colt, you know, I have like JT Pittman downs on it where it's like, if this guy can compete with the Josh Allen, it's because this game goes absolutely nutty. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about it.
1: Yeah. I, that's, I I really do think that this is going to be something where we need like two or three pieces, like minimum from, from one game that goes off to, to have a shot in this and you know we can kind of get into you know sleeper games later but i am like kind of wondering if there's like i mean i'm crossing off quite a few games uh just just like completely when i'm drafting and yeah. um and, and i am worried that some of these can bury me but it it, it, it i mean i'm just so focused on this bills eagles game like you guys kind of talked about it a little bit, Pete, on on the show with uh, with JM. But I think that people seeing the Chiefs kind of struggle against the Eagles on primetime has people giving the Eagles defense like way too much respect against the Bills that are like fighting for their playoff lives. The Eagles defense is not good. I think people just have not yet to wrap their head around the fact that the Chiefs offense is like actually mid a little bit, like outside of Mahomes, like his receivers are – bottom bottom tier in the league and so now you get this bills pass heavy attack against the eagles and i think this is just like a layup recency bias spot for us and really like as of right now i can't get off this
2: i I would add to the to the watch the film film bros thing there nes that that the chiefs scored (laughs) way more points right like you get the MVS drop you get the the uncharacteristic Kelsey fumble in the red zone, like inside the 10 there. And then they had uh, Justin Watson drop in the end zone as well. I mean, that they had no business losing that game, uh, let alone putting up as few points as they, as they did. So, I mean, maybe, maybe like this is where we put our film grinder hat on and we just attribute some of those expected points to the chiefs there. And we just ape in on exactly what you're saying, where they actually did torch the Eagles. We just didn't see it in the score. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. As, as someone who watched his uh battle
0: royale uh win slip away as Dak carved up the Eagles secondary, I will uh I will attest <laughs> to that secondary being uh being awful there. And I, I do think if I think you guys are right. I think we are gonna see the quarterbacks push up a little bit more. I will just say, I think just because you don't get one of those guys doesn't mean you can't attack that game. Like I have no yes. problem even taking like a couple Bills pass catchers without Uh, Josh Allen and just being like, can I get fucking 18 points or 19 from Kenny Pickett or Ritter? And then Allen only puts up 26, 27. And I'm able to cover the gap with my first round pick versus your, you know, sixth round running back that you took. Like, I think that's very possible. Still, I'm not throwing in the towel just because I don't get Allen. Exactly.
1: Neither am I. The game, the game comparative to the field is just like too good for me to ignore it. So I'm sorry if you're in drafts with me and you're an Allen and you think you're setting up a sweet double. I apologize. Khalil Shakir is actually in my player pool and he's not a six round
0: pick. So. For me, I love the that, that should be a new bit where it's like at the beginning of drafting week, you, you apologize in advance for the guys yeah. you will take unstacked. You can't get mad at me. I'm, I'm planting my flag on. We this. need to shake hands at the end of the slate. Like we're yeah. like we're in Little League again,
1: just so we can have good sportsmanship about this because things I get a little <laughs> heated even.
2: <laughs> That's good. Um, Another game that uh, you alluded to it, Pete, that you're going to this cold side of that game. You put the onslaught stuff there. We've seen the Bucks be a, a pass funnel, a um, little less sneaky now. Like a lot of those guys are, are going yeah. here. We get the projections coming out. Jonathan Taylor is popping for everyone on on redacted here. Um, is that your favorite non, you know, non uh, big boy game environment there?
0: I think when you say game environment, yeah, uh, yeah, outside of the Houston Jags one, I think so. I mean, it it does set up on paper. I love that this game is in the dome for the Colts here uh it was interesting when i i mentioned J- uh jonathan taylor to jm and he was just like I, he's not even in my like player pool this week like he's he respects that tampa bay uh run defense so much um but yeah if a game gets nutty and how many games have we seen you know the bucks game versus the texans was like essentially the game of the year like you have the colts games who played all of these drunk games like if you had two yeah. teams who have played yeah. the most unnormal games all year it's probably the bucks and the colts so i do love <laughs> this potential for, for things to get wild here.
2: Yeah. One thing on the Taylor thing, just, you know, hand on the dirt football bro shit is Levante. David probably is, is already out. And then Devin White might be out as well. So, you know, two missing two middle linebackers there, like Vita V is a beast, but yeah. um, Yeah. That's maybe, you know, funneling in to the projection and maybe we shouldn't double count it, but just, you know, one of the reasons potentially, um, yeah but yeah fully in lock, stuck with either.
1: i i'm struggling with with uh, jt as well i will say my initial read on this was like yeah i don't think i'm gonna be like too high on jonathan taylor and then i look at the projections and i see adp and it is kind of like making me second guess myself and you know anecdotally when this happens and i second guess myself based on things that i'm seeing it usually backfires and then and then i'm upset with myself for not going with my gut but on, on a slate like this, looking at it more and more, I think I will end up getting to JT probably like an average amount. I don't know that I'll pass up on him at at ADP for for our intents and purposes, but it does kind of scare me a little bit just because I this Bucks front at least historically has been uh, has br- been pretty pretty stout, and we have running backs as well that go in like the twenties. If we're just talking, you know, six person drafts that I think can can match
2: Jonathan Taylor this week. It, it definitely feels like the deepest position on the slate, does it not? Yeah, by far. Like you for could sure. tell yourself a story in the sixth round for like you know James Conner. You could tell yourself a story in the sixth round for I don't, maybe like Miles Sanders is Ramondre like Stevenson, also, yeah. Yeah, or, or, yeah, Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't that, know. I, I, I wanna, yeah, sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Go. No, I just to
0: say to your point, like uh, you know the early ones that I did, like I was just pulling up. Projections um on them. And it's just like the running backs project better than the wide receivers at basically every point this week. Yes. Like <laughs> you see how overdrafted the wide receivers are getting. I'm not saying based on the market, because you, you know, you got to get your wide receivers, but just based on the pure projections, it's like Javante Williams, Ramondre, all those guys you mentioned, like project better than all of the wide receivers going around ahead of them in every single draft. But that does kind of lend itself to
1: getting your wide receivers, though, right? Because like, right, that's the, what the I mean. Right. El- yeah. 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 Yeah, they're overdrafted, but it's basically the the it's the scarcity, obviously. Yep.
2: I I asked you guys. Um, I flirted this one to Crutches on. We did our bros giving on Wednesday there, and Crutches. And I did dog bowl to end it off, and he was very high on um the Allen stuff, very high on that game in general, and he wasn't drinking my Derrick Henry Kool Aid. I'm thinking about Titans at home, home favorites. Uh, versus this team that we've attacked over and over and over again. Maybe we're not giving. Maybe we're discrediting the Panthers' defense because they are slightly different now, with like you know Burns returning and that sort of deal. But I just can't shake the idea that they they in a winning potentially winning script that Derrick Henry is going to get twenty something carries and just go old school Derrick Henry break the slate. I'm
0: I'm with you. I feel like if I've noticed a theme to this week, and just like looking at projections and ADP and and ownership projections, is it's the week everyone forgot about the flow chart, which is like kind of nice because sometimes the flow chart matchup stuff gets overdone and it's too heavily baked in or double counted. But we were just mentioning it like no one's afraid of the the flow chart with Jonathan Taylor. People aren't jamming in Derrick Henry. People aren't jamming it in against the Eagles. Pass defense. It, it, it is kind of refreshing because when you do those first glances on a slate, like to all those guys who piled into the dog bowl early, like if you're just doing the flow chart stuff, like you got some incredible deals because those guys have not even steamed up yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, John, I'm so totally, to I'm, I'm with you, man. Like this, this to me screams like Derrick Henry week. And I, and it's hard to, to really see otherwise, like unless they get up so large that they make it Tajay Spears week. Like, yeah, I mean, what what goes wrong that Derrick Henry doesn't get fifteen touches and I, and that's me being like like you know I'm 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 pull, I'm pulling it back a little bit like what if like mm-hmm. how is he not getting fifteen carries in this game other
0: than you it need just, like two Will Levis pick sixes and they're down like that's what you need for mm-hmm. him to get yeah I mean e- even this defense
1: of the mm-hmm. Titans like I mean the, the the Panthers are not right like they're, the, the Panthers are not about to run it up on on the Titans right like right. That, like that just that just seems so that just seems so improbable to me and i love tajay spears but that's more of a 2024 thing this is you know mm-hmm. this is this is derrick henry at cost right now is uh to me just feels feels fantastic but once again there are just too many damn running backs for us to for us to play this week it, it makes it kind of tough
2: and, and the other side of that game is like you can make a really nice small mini correlation with underpriced Adam Thielen right now. Like, no Hayden oh, yeah. Hurst. Uh, you know, they don't really know what they're doing at the running back position. We saw that flip-flop again and go back. Yeah, GA's on it right here. Yeah, this little mini stack. It's yeah. kind of been like that, that second and third round one that I've been, you know, targeting. Yeah uh I, that was the one we did
0: uh we did a dog bowl draft on tuesday on the club and i think i took mm-hmm. derrick henry and then realized I, I should have set it up before but i even mentioned it there i'm like n- on paper the derrick Han- henry Thielen just makes so much sense
2: yeah yeah it, it absolutely does um the show that we ran on wednesday i did a Ritter with london cheeky fifth sixth round back stack there um I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you guys feel as like sneaky game environment with uh, Falcons Saints? That's kind of been um, I don't know, it, it, just playing it not through Alave and Camara, and you can get some really cheap discounted pieces. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on it, John.
0: That's been my break last in case of emergency game like when I get distracted by the other skill positions I miss out on the quarterbacks I don't have something going with Baker or Minshew and then it's like all right let's plug our noses and get to Derek Carr and uh and Desmond Ritter stacks yeah I'm
1: surprised that this is like considered a pace up game right like for yeah Norman
0: wrote that one up
1: the N- these NFC South matchups always gross me out and and I'm, I need I need to look at this one a little further. I mean, I, on, on the surface, I see B. John Robinson going in the 20s, coming off his awesome game, and that to me feels feels like so good. And and additionally, in Dog Bowls, because tight end is a wasteland, there is a nice hidden Johnu Smith at like tight end like 14 that goes yeah. like after Noah Gray that if like, you know, your little break glass uh, comparison there, that the Johnny
0: Smith is, is there for what you are- too. Can I just ask real quick, what, I, I saw that. What are we doing with this Noah Gray ADP? Is Clay? Is I was going to say, it. it's got to be a Clay Psy-Hop. <laughs> I, <was like, laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> I know tight end is bad, but like... There's like there's like nine you know tight ends who project more than him going after him. I was like, what? It, do people expect Travis Kelsey to get hurt on the first play of the game? Like, what is going on? This, this is what happens when, when the turkey
1: and, and Thanksgiving slates are up to distract us <laughs> and then ADP is, uh, is set by the Wild
0: West. It's uh, it, This is what we get. <laughs> That was like when I I was making my notes, I was like the very first thing I was like, you know, I make my like red list of like the guys at the end of the draft who I think are like getting overdrafted relative to how often they go. And I was like, I mean, you literally cannot select Noah Gray going (laughs) in like a hundred percent of drafts. It's like the worst click on any slate of the entire year. Can't wait for him to go for two. I know. (laughs) Book it.
2: Uh, Another one that potentially is on that list uh we saw him get 11 targets last week and three drops that justin watson adp right now as well have you guys clicked him at all are you buying the the usage um i'm sad i wasn't in on his game after being the picture this justin watson guy for so long and then we didn't run a thursday show for that thursday night slate or whatever but um yeah i don't know you guys clicked him at all
0: Mm-mm. I have it. I think that's the scenario I would click them is if I did like a Mahomes backdoor stack and I'm like, I take Rashi Rice and Justin Watson and just pray that this offense is functional for once in its goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, where I'm at, too. I heard also on uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the stochastic show with Spags did one this morning and he was kind of talking about Tony a little bit. Uh, I, I think I would, you know, if I had a Mahomes team built and I needed to throw tack on something there, I think I would probably do something like Tony just because it's, uh, it's going to be very unique. And also just with this Vegas team, like I would be very surprised if this is like any sort of a game. And, and I could just see them kind of scheming up something for Tony at the, in the red zone and just kind of, like, pulling something out of their hat, you know, the way that they kind of like the 360 dunk on teams whenever they're <laughs> just, like, up like this just to, like, show off. Uh, maybe that's more of a B enemy thing. But from the Chiefs' side, man, once again, another running back that is, like, going cheap is, like, Pacheco with the 33 ADP. Like, what? Yeah. What? The, the Chiefs, do, like, do we – to me it's a, it's it's a little bit of another flowchart play where the Chiefs defense is like we believe is like top 10 maybe top 5 depending on who you are Vegas has a rookie quarterback they're a division rival how is this not just like Pacheco 25 touches two touchdowns i i i struggle to to not see it
2: yeah that's it that's a pretty good shout there and as the Vegas defense has given up 132 and a half yards per game to the rush this year which is fifth worst in all of football Yikes. Um, so if you just want to play that game through that. He's projecting really well on ETR stuff too. They have him as like the fourth running back in terms of uh redacted FD scoring. So um yeah. Another that's...
0: thing, another feather in that cap. Uh Jerick McKinnon ruled out and McKinnon I... ooh, tell Told me is... the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Did not know and, that. it it, it it, yeah. And, uh, you know, they they'll use McKinnon for some of those like gimmick touches in the red zone. They like him there. So like, that's always kind of your fear with Pacheco too, right? They do so much different stuff in the red zone. Um, but that, that should probably boost his touchdown expectation a smidge as well.
2: Yeah. I like that one. Um, couple in the chat here. Has anyone clicked AT Perry yet? S- sneak it <laughs> in for that Michael Thomas role. Just replace MT with AT
1: only in the big boards haven't done it thing, sense. You,
2: you took him in the big boards
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know why i think i would just see I, you know rookie any any rookie wide out with like a relatively cool
0: name and from purdue uh you know i'll uh i'll take so I, like I i have not but he is going to be a guy that i want to give a look at and i'll, I'll say why so like the example is relative to shaheed right um because Shahid is going to be getting drafted in probably close to 100 of dog bowls, right? I haven't yeah, done enough, there. but is he
2: is yeah. No, no, it's I, close, I, I would say like 82 percent if I just guess based on uh, Bobby's data in the past with the 35.9, I think it'd be like upper 80s. What did I say? 82? Okay. That's too low. I'd say upper 80s, like 86, okay. 88.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I, I think sacrilegious made this point on stat chasing, which was you should definitely like. Rashid Shahid, the role's been nice. He's getting a bigger target share. The air yards are still there. But you probably shouldn't be adjusting him up because of the Michael Thomas stuff. Like, the role is going to be very similar. And then you look at A.T. Perry, whose role is coming on. He's going to get drafted in, you know, what, 1%, 2% of of these contests. And so when you look at that, and then the other thing is, I want to look at the type of player they are, right? Like, Shahid is going to be more boom-bust. Like, he's going to break the slate probably – or be a dud. Like, it's not like you're getting Puka's target share in the sixth round, or like a Christian Kirk in the sixth round where there's generally like a floor there. So I do think like this is the exact spot in the dog bowl where I would want to scroll past Shahid and take A.T. Perry, unless I'm building out this massive Derek Carr portfolio and you like want that. But then again, (laughs) thinking about how you layer this, then you go to the Battle Royale and that's where you get all your Rashid Shahid. He's not going to be getting drafted in the battle royale, Olave's the one who's going to be getting uh, overdrafted. So you have this fucking Russian nesting doll of New Orleans Saints wide receivers <laughs> and you can get it in good on these guys relative to the contest structure.
2: I like that a lot. That's a really good like, just macro level uh, shout to to like put on a player example there. To, to further layer on with your idea of the replacement role there, when we saw Michael Thomas get hurt, he only runs 4% of routes in week, week 10 there, AT Perry comes in and then runs 89% of routes while Shahid only played 81% of routes, which is kind of, you know, he's kind of been all over the place, but based on like certain game plans and whatnot, but 83, 85, 52, 64, then 81. So yeah, just to your point, didn't see a huge uptick and it was Perry going from irrelevant to basically role fill. Uh, But this is why I appreciate the chat because it's like,
0: I, I, I had the macro concept, but I hadn't like thought too long and hard about A.T. Perry, but considering how much I'm probably going to get funneled to that game this week, I, I am going to get myself some
2: Perry here. Like it. The other one, Adam bringing up the fact that uh, Hollywood Brown didn't practice again today, so mm-hmm. he hasn't practiced all week there, and Michael Wilson's already been ruled out. Um, you know, Maybe some sneaky more plus Greg Dortch, that sort of thing. Um, I mean... <laughs> Greg that's Dorch show. We we're going.
1: To, we're bringing Greg George back. We're not. We're not bumping up McBride. We're instead. pulling Did you listen up to the
0: Gilcast? <laughs> I mean, they, these guys called him like the the goat of all goats. The, I thought the Greg <laughs> Dorch steam late late Sunday
2: night.
1: Oh, that's why. That's why the Gilcast is goaded. That's,
2: that's <laughs> he, uh, many have called him the poor man's uh, Joshua Downs. <laughs> there it is. Many, many being me this 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 moment
0: <laughs> i will just say like i actually gotta like greg George too but man he feels like so much more of a redacted play yeah. to me where that like five or six for 65 is just worth so much more
2: yeah ppr cho- cheat code style opposed to searching for a touchdown and volume on our site
1: yeah yeah, i'd rather just bring up trey mcbride into like the second round <laughs> the the market will do that regardless uh (laughs) probably probably he's like surprisingly kind of like mishmashed with uh with the with like the evan ingrams and the doubt and the dalton schultzes at the moment i believe Mm. i don't think it's too it's 10 and 3 but it's adp 23 so it's still it's still too low for given given the fact that kate otten is tight end
2: eight behind and joku and kyle pitts so would you be prioritizing tight end this week because it does fall off a cliff in a big way in the same capacity in which um, quarterback does? Because like if, if we believe what we've seen in terms of like you know the role from these two rookies been you know phenomenal, and then we go we can poke holes in Evan Ingram's red zone slash low A dot role. Um, I mean David Njoku quietly had fourteen targets last night, yeah, or fifteen or last night last week had fifteen. Um, with uh, CTR there so yeah i don't know what to to make of that one game environment play in schultz but if noah brown's back and damian pierce are back you can poke holes in that one as like too many mouths to feed in that game now all of a sudden we should we be looking at you know trey mcbride as one off tight end in the second round so i guess i think about this dynamic Mm. differently and so my dynamic isn't
0: or how I think about it is not to push up the quarterbacks even more, but to be massively underweight the tight end six to 12 and polarize it where I want to continue to draft the top six tight ends, like at ADP, like not, not reaching fade, all of these guys, in the seven through 12 range, you project very similarly to some of the tight ends in the 12 to 18, and then scroll down and take your Jawan Johnson's and your, your, your Mike Gisickie's or your Michael Mayers, uh, even your like Kylan Granson's if you're correlating, because I really don't think they project, that differently to the fucking Noah Grays <laughs> of <laughs> right. the world. So that, I mean, that's that's kind of how I'm thinking about it because it's as much as like Dalton Kincaid makes me feel good, like I don't want to be like chasing him up into the first round just to like make sure I have a top five tight end or whatever.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really sharp way of looking at it. I'm glad you said that, Pete. I I mean, I definitely thought in that regard, but never articulated it like that. And I think that's pretty, pretty astute. Yeah, I'm still...
1: I'm still giving so much premium to Dalton Kincaid, though, at the end of the day. Okay. I think, <laughs> don't, I mean, I mean, if you look at these tight ends, look at the yep. games, look at Dalton Kincaid. Yep. I mean, for me, it's just, I'm, I'm just kind of flow charting, simplifying it there. And, and when it comes to these top five, top four tight ends, like I am giving them so much more credence to compared to like wide receivers uh, in, in this range. Like I will do two tight ends this week and I have done two Ooh. tight ends this week. pairing either McBride and Kincaid or Kelsey and and Kincaid or Kelsey and McBride. And, And I really like doing McBride as that second tight end, because when it comes to if I'm missing out on these top three quarterbacks, then I can get Kyler paired with that because Kyler has a rushing floor. And now like we've now have like a concentrated, you know, target earner in McBride is part of that reason. So maybe I should just be doing this with single McBride instead and using that flex spot on one of these million running backs that are there. But I really yeah. do think that it provides leverage because nobody goes to tight ends, especially this week.
0: Yeah. And the, the only other thing I'll say about the tight end, right? Like if you look at the projections, basically Kelsey Kincaid and McBride are like the only guys who could realistically have a usable week without scoring a touchdown. I mean, like be in yeah. the optimal without scoring a touchdown. Those are the only right. three. You the second you even get down to like the Evan Ingram and I like Schultz. Um, I think like John said, Najoku with that target share. But like those guys still need a TD, like to to get into the optimal. And then at that point, it's like, all right, I'll take my guy who's undrafted who has maybe like a ten percent less chance at a TD than Evan Ingram like going up against that and try to just correlate the game environment. But I do agree. Like at the top that Kincaid McBride, uh, yeah, the little, the little bully tight end at the turn there or something, uh, could be fun.
2: That, uh, that second round sweet spot for tight end does look more appealing now, especially with if we go tanks overpriced and we can get Nico later. If we go, uh, cup is coming back here. If we just don't believe Devonta, you know, can break a slate anymore. And that one's kind of over. You could play the Evans one through the Godwin, who's available later. You go Jake Browning with with Chase. You go. Never know what to expect with Devontae Adams, especially with both corners. Now expected. It. it. looked in the early in the week that Sneed might miss this game, but now he's practicing full three straight days, and that's that's a tough matchup. It does become really appetizing to then click, you know, these two tight ends in the middle range, and then fall back on some of these other wide receivers that are gonna project quite similarly. Um, like if you just 1v1 Nico at Kirk, Alave, Thielen versus like Adams, Chase, Pittman, like the name value isn't there to the same extent, but I kind of think they're gonna project similarly this week. So maybe just always aping that that tight end in, in round two becomes a pretty viable strategy.
0: I, I agree. I think the opportunity cost there is very low layer in the running backs though. Cause I, I guess then the other mm-hmm. thought would be like, if you go running back, running back in two, three, is there a way, but even like the Camara and Barkley ADPs feel rich. I do like Swift a lot, mm-hmm. Swift and Nez mentioned Bijan. So that would be the only thing of like, not just always grabbing tight in there. Is like, you do want exposure. I think to some of those two, three, like turn type running backs Kyron who should he he, I'll tell you guys uh, right now spoiler once people start loading in the ETR ranks I mean Kyron's about to rocket up uh the draft board over the next you know 36 hours or whatever
1: any concern over I mean maybe this is something for your after dark stream with a coach speak index but uh (laughs) Kyron Williams uh like the the latest talk was McVay kind of like kind of throwing a little bit of water that we're not gonna you know give him all the touches when he gets back and whatnot even though when he was in there, it was as if no other running back existed for the LA Rams because his his you know the, the amount of volume he got was absolutely ludicrous. They were kind of overly cautious about him. I think, you know, all that to say, uh those comments are great for us because right. I'm <laughs> I don't want to give any 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 credence to, to to those words, but hopefully it can kind of keep keep that suppressed. But the Kyron's probably more of a problem than six round Cooper Cup because Kyron Williams early in these dog bowls was
2: That's a good point too.
1: Going late, but Yeah, he hours. had
2: the he had the Q tag and nobody knew he was returning and he was going really late. You're right.
0: So that that's what that's what this show has done. We've set up your anti-sweats if you weren't, you know, like sacrilegious <laughs> in here who finishes dog bowl drafts by like Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. He says he finished. I was like, "How many of these drafts what? even ran by then when you finished?" Is that even he, possible he's done drafting by when he goes like live on stat chasing on Tuesdays? Um <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, shout I'm not out even Zach sure lady. that's
2: optimal, to be honest. <laughs>
0: I've, like, I've thought it through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, Do no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, there's bonuses on both
2: sides. Hmm. Right? Yeah. No, there's definitely bonuses. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think about closing line value in these contests, like, very similar to JM's statement of salary doesn't matter when you flip the cards over, and now we're just worried about raw points. And I do think like closing line value doesn't necessarily like it it could definitely be everything on some weeks, but other weeks it could be completely meaningless. Right. So it's I I think it's case by case specific. Maybe this slate would be amazing if you did 150 and you had cup in the fifth or sixth round every single time or whatever, like just to paint an analogy. But yeah, I don't know. I do agree with the take that the
0: Kyron stuff is way more of a concern than the cup too. And like, you look at a lot of winning lineups in these 12 person and in these dog bowls this year. And like one of the kind of consistent cheat codes has been, um, overlooked volume or undervalued volume late in these drafts. You saw what Barkley did last week. I feel like there's been multiple weeks where Rashad White was like free because of a bad matchup. And it's just like banking those touches in the fifth and sixth round and then supercharging it around a couple of uh, you know wide receivers who actually have a ceiling has felt like, at least to me, a bit of the meta this year in these in these dog bowl contests.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you're definitely right there. I mean, maybe I've done it too much with josh jacobs but like uh just like looking for like you know throwing being like i don't know what the word is but like being like less mindful of like the matchup and just aping into the volume given the depth of the player pool
0: right and that's why i think you know some of the the early round and like probably what you know sacrilegious is building his own projections and if you're building your own projections and you're not you know, factoring in matchup stuff just as much, and you're strictly looking at usage and projecting touches there, and obviously that stuff probably isn't fully capturing like the game flow and the pace stuff that gets ultimately like baked into ETRs projections by the very end of the week. It helps you get some of those kind of like micro edges, but early in the week, I do think if you're just fucking chasing volume, uh, you're you're probably gonna be pretty well off. Yeah.
2: Does anything to add there? On
1: it's volume burn. volume is ultimately like one i mean just to be very transparent is one of the biggest edges that you can get on on here and that's just the nature of the game because there is you know the rng of your draft spot the different textures that you get the different drafters that well, you we're talking about with- two
2: different kinds of volume
1: oh so i i apologize i apologize you're talking you're we talking right about game. like
2: player usage meant, like player like
0: sorry uh, No, no no, no, no
1: <laughs> i'm i'm per- to, to to address that like i am like i've not been on on the josh jacobs stuff because of the volume like i've i that that to me is like meaningless i don't want that volume i don't want volume on on okay. bad teams
2: sure yeah
0: the um what was i gonna say uh, now i now
2: i'm forgetting sorry let me hit uh let me hit crutches context here because i think it's really important to the conversation we've been having 90 percent of cup this week he's been in the majority of drafts he's trying to 150 this i know that um and he's saying cup going between 25 and 45 and he never saw karen williams go past four so that's and pretty tr- good that's, context for us and
0: also the thing too when he says 90 percent of the week that also translates to 25 percent of the contest just to be right. clear that's okay. uh how that how that ratio works
2: out yeah um any last final thoughts scroll the f downs crazy thoughts do you guys have any thoughts on like it's weird to see jamar chase going in the middle of the second round like i I couldn't fault you if you just said hey i want to have a 100 jamar chase at adp 15 this week but is jake browning just so so bad i mean i watched him for four years at UW and he can throw from outside hash to too far side uh, sideline so, i definitively knew that but maybe he's gotten better <laughs> you've watched him for four years i watched him for three and a half hours
0: on uh thursday night football and my my hand in the dirt take was fucking trenton Irwin is his favorite target dude he <laughs> yeah. just has eyes for Trent. The the backup you know shower narrative or whatever like like to the point where it felt like a legit concern uh how much he was getting peppered and again if you look at i was like looking at the road of matchup raider it really likes this slot matchup for them as well and again not saying jamar chase isn't going to get scheme touches and get his looks and stuff but like you add in like all of those variables and it's like man i don't know if i like jamar chase's price tag right now
2: okay
0: it feels tough um man. jpz is gonna be shadowing him
1: too. Uh oh good shout per per, uh, per our beat writers over at, in Pittsburgh from uh, Nick Farabaugh uh who's who's one of my one of my favorite beat writers in all of football. Uh thankful to have him in Pittsburgh. He's saying J.P.'s, is gonna be shadowing uh Jamar Chase this week. Uh but there is no Minka. So I mean it's not there is there is that. And uh yeah I, I think I'm more into like Maybe maybe Joe Mixon uh, th- this week. Just, you know, I think maybe leaning on the ground game. The Steelers are extremely banged up at linebacker. That is not going to change because a lot of these guys are out for the season. Uh, so I think Joe Mixon could could probably score this week and maybe get you like 15 to 18 just on on volume. But uh, that that, yeah, he, that game he could
2: definitely get you 12 points. That's for damn Sure
1: <laughs> might be what you need this week, man. We might be looking yeah. at like a 120 dog bowl winner this week.
2: Yeah, I like that. Um. You guys got eyes on the ball game right now? Has uh has Tim Boyle eclipsed his eight fantasy points uh, <laughs> higher lower yet? I did pull up our pick of
0: entries that we built the other night to see how they that was going. And uh, I believe he's at 0.92 fantasy points right now. So on a great pace. <laughs> oh, he just completed a pass. So we just like quadrupled that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the That's thesis good. for Tim Boyle was always garbage time, Tim Boyle. Oh, right. Yes, That's right. Yes, of course. Always.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, did you guys know that there's two Michael Carters on yeah. the Jet? Oh, yeah. I didn't on know that. Until I was, yeah, there I was, was looking at the practice report today, and I, I was like, that. did they cut the wrong one? Because the other one's inactive today. He's like a cornerback or something like that. And I was like, yeah. did they cut the wrong one? Like, what's up here? It always
0: <laughs> threw remember, me off. Remember, what was it a... Uh... Was it like a couple years ago when the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen game and like the national media just like lost its goddamn mind? <laughs> like two players with the same name in the same game and one sacking the other one. I mean, they yeah. were writing big pieces about that for like a
2: month. Oh, simpler times. <laughs> simpler times. <laughs> I think uh, Gretch wrote something today. I haven't read it yet. I saw it in the inbox, though, that he wrote like something about evolution of like fantasy football or something. And I think just sports media in general, like going from times of like, that being like a driving story in mainstream media versus like how even like we on this show just talk about ball right yeah did you
0: see daddy carter's tweet from yesterday that also made me think of it he what goes it? or this actually this yeah yes or he goes fantasy football analysis in 2011 this guy had 8 targets last week Fantasy analysis in 2023. His TPRR has been 1.9% higher against cover three over the last two weeks, though his route participation is higher against man. Oh,
2: man. It's Actually. so spot on, man.
0: Oh, that's not even
1: like spot a joke. On.
2: It's not, not, not a, a joke. joke. <laughs> it's literally what happened. <laughs> this guy oh, Pete, had targets last. <laughs> that's so. Good. Have you gone back and ever like read anything you wrote Rotoviz back in the day? Like, have you reread anything like that?
0: Well the the stuff I did at Rotoviz back in the day was like either comedic or like chronicling our ship chasing teams I wasn't doing like much uh, analysis yeah. yeah but it's I, I mean it's very bad it like even on that same note more macro like I saw uh Ercolano and Settlement, they do their podcast big content. And they had pulled up some clips from when they first started just doing on camera stuff. And just yeah. you see how raw and how green and how bad you are when you when you first start out. So yeah, there that's true for everything, right? When you first start doing something, and it does not normally age gracefully.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I I had like a, a share of memory thing pop up on my phone from like Twitter from like eight years ago of like the first thing I ever wrote for fantasy pros. And it was like an Eddie Lacey piece or whatever. And I retweeted it like, <laughs> uh, like a month Dude, ago that was or something good. like I read that. that. <laughs> oh, it was dead. It was dead ass. Exactly. What, what, uh, Daddy's talking about though like the analysis is like Jesus. how many targets he had how many how many carries now he's coming off ir look uh, look for him to be back kind of like you just read it and it's like it's fine but it's like by today's standard it's like complete dog shit that everybody knows
1: i mean right? he was the original xfp darling like that he was the original inefficient yeah. king and yeah yeah well long, even
0: long, long even background. back in like Rotoviz, who was on like the bleeding edge of a lot of like the advanced metric stuff. I mean, I remember Fantasy Douche writing up the Kelvin Benjamin year, and he's just like, This guy's gonna get a million targets, like, just take him in the 10th round of all of your draft. <laughs> and like, that was the analysis was dead ass correct. You didn't need a bunch of advanced metrics. If you know, everyone's like, Well, he's fat and he's slow, and he was like, Dude, he's gonna get a shit ton of targets, just draft him. And he was right, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: that's good. Um, shall we dog bowl it yeah up? All Let's right, do it give you guys an opportunity here to, um, I have, I have some big time goals of how many
0: drafts I want to get in. And I'm going to have to, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, 48 hours here for me to hit how many I want to get in. I know my, my, yeah, my wife thinks that the drafting is done. Oh no, that was just, (laughs) that was just the thanks.
1: That was just the Thanksgiving slate, sweetheart. Let me explain to you (laughs) how, how this week works. Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Question. Uh, put on uh, where do you think Cooper cup goes in this draft? And where do you think his closing line ADP is in dog bowl drafts by
2: lock? I think he flips Puka, but the ADP never gets there. So I think people will draft Hmm. him over Puka at like, you know, 10, 11, kind of after this front end range goes, I could see people taking him over, uh Travis Etienne we haven't talked about ETN yet, but a little bit of FUD there. Um right now I could see people getting like greedy with it like that. I think I personally won't take him inside of the top. I would say 14. 14 is where I would take him. What about you
1: Ness? I think I think around pick 20. I think people start to want to get him before their third round pick. And so I think we're going to see him like late um, as far as dog bowls go late second is what I would do. I'm not going to take him at one, two here and that's not just uh gamesmanship.
0: Yeah. And then on the flip side oh. of that, do you think Puka's ADP ends up just being too rich the rest of the drafting window because it'll be so sticky ADP wise and he won't ever really slide that much. Yes, I kind of like Puka
1: more than Cooper Cup, <laughs> like kind of what we talked about, just like seeing what we've seen of Cooper Cup, knowing that he is dealing with an injury, Let alone, not even the injury that he was dealing with at the beginning of the season, a brand new injury. We saw Puka, like, like Puka, not a lot has changed with Puka, like, you know, that, that might come back to bite me, but I think I'm like more Puka here. Like, you know, what about a cup, uh, you know, decoy narrative here? I'll play that.
0: Well, as someone who might end up taking Puka here at 110, it's tough. I mean, the the thing, too, is like, just look at the wide receivers going after him. You know, right. I mean, you lose it quick.
1: Nico Collins is about to get a, a you know, a pretty big yeah. bump in my in my rankings, you know, probably an ADP as well. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see it. Like, I think he's got to be damn near neck and neck with Jamar Chase and this week in projections right even if it's not depend you know your own thought process on on him let alone an actual projection source uh it
0: just seems like man i mean nez you're gonna have to talk this through i'm feeling it here but do you agree i mean like the the end of these 12 person drafts at least with the adps and players right now is a pretty gross
1: you're talking like seventies in this or like, no,
0: no, sorry. I'm saying like, where we're picking right now. now, Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Right now it's the worst. Like, like I'm, I'm strongly considering Dalton Kincaid right now. I mean, right. Yeah. I I mean, I I, (laughs) like, I don't think there's like a stupid pick here just with how wide open it is.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering about this Kyron stuff. He's, he's practicing in full. I think for me, this is going to be three days. Yeah. I think this is going to be Kincaid and and Kyron.
0: And I was going to take Kyron if you didn't.
1: And and I'll just do something extremely disgusting uh, for my for my QB stack. Uh, yeah. Before,
0: um, since we let's see what uh, Jod does here. Joe Joe Donnell um, to Kelsey there. I do think I will. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and join the uh, the elite tight end here. I don't know how much I'll end up doing this, but I'll grab uh, McBride to go with Puka.
1: Ooh, I, I, I like it. the aggressive stance.
2: I tried it on Wednesday's stream to push, you know, Kyler around with it when you notice mm-hmm. that the front end of the draft board has taken uh quarterbacks already, and yeah. you just kind of hope nobody takes him, you know, naked or whatever. I think it's yeah. like super viable two three. There's yeah. Cooper Cup going at eighteen. Yep. Man oh I much. mean, that's
0: I think that's I think that's fine.
2: It's kind of an interesting, like, 1v1 in that range. Like, Cooper Cup versus, you know, Smith, Kamara, Saquon, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I like, you know, in the McBride, I don't know how much I'll continue to take him there, too, but just using the tiebreaker as... John, you're like, on the clock, sorry. ...in that game. Oh, yeah, John, uh, thank you're, you're you. on the clock.
2: Yeah, like um, you were... No, I'm looking at my sheet over here okay. deciding between. I think I'm just going to take Kamara and see what happens. Just hope that an eleven eighty p paired with Travis Kelsey is rare. Yeah. Feels rare. <laughs> yeah, both. Uh... <laughs> how
0: how different you know, I know this has been a topic of conversation too. And even like when people load in ranks that the ranks m- that most people are using, if like you're using ETRs are, are, uh, catered toward battle Royale and that there are like, there are things in those ranks that push up the onesies, like necessarily based on six players getting drafted versus 12. Uh, do you guys like the edge in that the ADP is just the same in here, or do you think it would be valuable for these contests to have their own ADP, the twelve person? I, I think uh, it'd be valuable. Yeah, right. Me too. Sorry, that's where I'm at.
1: No, no, no. We're 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 in full agreement. I think it would it would help. It's it's a it's nice for us. I think that we do gain an edge if you are like extremely dialed in. Uh, you're you're aware of different nuances, but they're 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 just different. They're, they're so different. That you you, yeah. you really do, and maybe you know that's something that's I'm not sure where it is on the on the priority list of things to things to to change, but yeah, I'm sure some at some point we will get a unique ADP, but I don't know that
2: for certain.
0: Chalk yeah. Dog
2: John just decided that we're playing the ADP hits right here, and we are just going. Hopefully, this is a unique GM GM, Jake Brown and good you yeah. boy gonna figure it out. Just draft superstars
0: and let everything else, you know, yeah figure itself out.
1: The uh underdog NFL account getting a little spicy. So Tua just turned the ball over for a defensive touchdown, which if you're like have any DFS skin in the game, chances are you fully faded the Jets. So that's probably good for you. But uh underdog NFL saying Tua turn the ball over has uh entered the chat. <laughs>
0: that's nice. I hadn't Not bad. I hadn't
1: heard that. That uh that's funny.
0: I don't even think Those... that's Noah on that account either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was no, about to say, Noah's been drinking early. <laughs>
1: Noah, Noah's not afraid to get spicy. Respect for him, for uh, yeah. his, his, po- his his posts.
0: All right. Is it. It's week 12. I don't even know who I am anymore, selecting Adam Thielen. Ooh. Let's go. Well,
2: Crutch has just said one in the chat there that he, he would take uh, Thielen straight up over Cup and Puka this week. So Why not both? I mean, yeah, why not both? Pretty John.
1: I want to just walk the people through what I'm looking at here. Can you go to the, the queue and uh, just look at just pull up <laughs> quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, you, you please don't even scroll. Man. Just look at this.
2: You're looking at some some big time ballers right there. Baker, double, buddy, easy game. Two tight end. Otten, Got- Otten and, Godwin, and Godwin, easy game, easy game, easiest game to ever live. Oh my
1: god, man. <laughs> All right, so. This is, this is going to be really gross and, and breaking some etiquette here. We're going to start off with, uh, with a little Gabe, Dave, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh Jesus. Man. Why,
0: why is that breaking etiquette? We already established he they're on I your know board. you're allowed to take them without. I, I know. I just always,
1: I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to step on any toes here, Pete. Uh, <laughs> let's go back. Nice. Let's, let's go. People forget, people forget, uh, Josh Downs has some good games under his belt. We'll go, we'll go Downs. We'll go Downs there. Crash yeah, Rich like agrees Downs. with
2: you, man. He's been clicking them.
1: Oh, the the infamous Crash Rich.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you would better. you would you suggest that you're excited to meet him in Miami, Ness? May,
1: maybe, maybe. Maybe I am. I won't even know. He probably won't even reveal his identity. I'm just gonna have to like parse together. Like, are you like him and Beretta just seem so anonymous that they might not ever, they might have a pack agreement to like not admit who is who. And then we were just left guessing. (laughs) Who did I just meet?
2: I wish feed the freezer was going to be there.
0: Yeah. See, this is the spot too, where it's like, I kind of have a wide receiver. I like, but I don't really have any stacking partners. So I like need to take a running back just to keep a stack option for whatever gross-ass quarterback I end up selecting.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've done that, too, just to keep keep that door open, just in yeah. case I want, like, a uh, let's see here, maybe a Tommy DeVito, Wandale Robinson.
0: Who little- <laughs> had little- that A.T. Oh, Perry shout-out? It might be joining hey. the squad here.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can pair him with Taysom Hill if you'd like, too. Who's to say? Who goes, like, every draft, by the way.
2: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Good on that. Yeah, me too, actually. And I'm the resident Taysom guy.
1: Yeah, it's sad. It's a sad day. It's a sad day.
2: Interesting to see the Singletary ADP still holding with like the Dame Pierce guaranteed to play thing. I mean, they clearly like him for like that. Uh preview to some of the pick 'em stuff that I was looking at. But uh, you know, Dame Pierce only had like a twenty three point five higher lower, and I think Singletary was like 44.5, hmm. something like that. Really? I mean, that's pretty low for a dude who's going in the fourth round every single draft in these. It seems like a stay
1: away, but like that offense also is like clicking that it does seem like either of those guys have like a mystery box ceiling there, but it's definitely murk makes things murky whenever we got both of them active and you know, this changing of the guard seemingly and you know, talk it, it's, it, it does spook me a little bit or not
2: even
0: a little bit, a lot of it. Yeah. All right, John, what are you cooking up?
2: It's It was going to be Deontay Johnson, and then Warren fell all the way back, and he get like a little mini correlation off the chase nice. game. I think I like Warren more. Warren yeah. catches passes too if you need his uh, pass thrower. Yeah. It, it's like it gives you outs, right? I was thinking about my other cheeky out um, because I kind of know what I want to do with this last pick. The other one there, I mean, like, Jacobs is just a volume monster. I know he hasn't. Gotten home, but it is
1: it is getting late that's the thing like i just see him like oh man like these eight josh jacobs points like should should really you know right. feed, feed the fam but it just feels feels so <laughs> bad i <laughs> can't do it then do, do that pick know, is active tags pretty interesting
2: yeah it is um do we know that mac jones is going to be the quarterback for certain this week nope no, right. I don't think
1: we do. We and yeah, it's it's very ambiguous. They asked Bill Belichick point blank, and of course he didn't budge. He said right. everybody's everybody's being prepared this week. Ask him again. Who the who the fuck is starting a quarterback, but Belichick? Everybody's being prepared to play. So they could do a little zappy in the red zone, a la Trey Lance, who knows?
2: Yeah, or they could do like Malik Cunningham, who they cut and then signed back to the practice squad, and then now they, you know, he's He's a little bit of that like hybrid role gives him something different that they haven't had before. A little wild caddy can run a little bit like that kind of vibe. Be yeah. be there, taste them. I don't know. I mean, why at this point, like, why why not? <laughs> they,
1: they they're they're so out of options.
2: Uh, I think I'm gonna try and sneak it through, and 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 see that I don't get sniped on my my Desmond Ritter skinny here. Um, if Is I this- do.
0: We're going to have to pivot. Is this a Taysom Hill viable and dog bowl week? Uh, he's, he, I mean, th- th- you lose the leverage though. Cause he's getting drafted every time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It,
2: it, the, the thing is like, we, we, we talked about it on Wednesday, a little bit there where it was like, you could see him filling in as like a little bit more of a pass catching rule without slant boy there. Right. And that boosts his floor a little bit there. And then um, Kendra Miller ankle as well. So, you know, maybe there's a couple of little more backfield snaps for him as well. But I think it's, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of like the, the leverage isn't as readily available when he's getting drafted frequently.
0: <laughs> Nez and
2: I are going to be fighting for some absolute scraps at quarterback.
0: This, this is going to suck. Actually, you might be fine. So I thought birdie dirts was going to take Stafford. Um, because he didn't have a quarterback and took cup and so then I thought I was going to really have to improvise but I've I'm already building around this game so I'm just going to go ahead and take Stafford with uh with Puka here.
2: It it feels like we've talked about Stafford's ceiling like not necessarily being there this year, but it feels like the kind of week where if you prioritize the skill positions early and you win at tight end, you only need 10 or 11 points from your quarterback potentially unless you know josh allen goes nuke and breaks the slate yeah
0: and i will also say like i think this is how a lot of my rosters are gonna look and so far my drafts have looked at this where it's like i have like five guys from this rams uh cardinals game that i'm just gonna be attacking games yep
1: all right let's play the uh the, the infamous colts buck shootout here we're gonna do gardner Minshew. bada bing bada boom uh this last pick is uh where where things get interesting. The all the all the running backs here I'm are pretty much like off off my board. Uh Rondale Moore is definitely interesting. A little bit of a run back there off of my uh Kyron Williams. But mm. Rashid Shaheed and Deontay Johnson too, I just think uh probably are better picks. We're gonna we're gonna go Deontay. Six round Deontay just feels like a, a gift in, in this gross of a <laughs> of a slate
0: yeah we are we're, we're in lockstep i'm going to take the other Steelers uh wide receiver here a little george pickens yeah a little of bit of leverage
2: there with the picking stuff because he's probably been going undrafted the majority of time because he had the q tag until right now too yeah yeah
0: he's fully off the uh injury report i believe i saw <laughs> this Jets dolphins game is
1: off the chain we've got two What's defensive scores tim boyle Gets a gets a chance to throw a hail mary because of a Tua interception with like two <laughs> seconds left. Bombs it to the end zone. Pick six for for Miami. A pick uh, six hail, hail mary. mary. Yeah, oh hundred yard God. return. That's in. That's insane. Too much. Oh, Too ha- much. Ha- I,
2: Holland, dude, good Canadian boy. There you go.
1: <laughs> and I had uh, I had the under in that game, so that's not fun. Jesus. We're still alive. We're still alive. But, you know, when the, the when the when the thesis is just like so strong and then you get two defensive scores, I mean, just I hate to see it. I mean, are you going to OK, I was going to say, I did not know if you're going to do some bits here. I guess Russ Russ against Russ against the Browns. Is it like the worst? You I know, I know that it's Ooh. the Browns, but Russ is playing like a
2: little better, a little bit. Right. Dude, that game kind of like low key goes undrafted because you got Ford, Sutton goes undrafted a good amount. I mean, Sutton's touchdown streak's a little bit ridiculous. Judy had like a bounce back game there. I mean, the the, the D line versus O line mismatch is crazy, but you know, the Broncos have quietly won four in a row and low key could push for a playoff spot. I mean, with Sean
0: Payton there. Well, and I kind of like, so if you are taking, you know, I think, I think like Javante is probably a good example too, where it's like, if he's having a smash game, like a tournament winning game, the Broncos offense is probably doing decent. He also catches some passes. So I, I don't even mind. And again, we're we're just trying to get to like 15 or 16 points with these last round yes. quarterback selections. Right. Yes. Um, where I do think that correlation just carries a ton of weight on a slate like this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good shout. The Darius Slayton D tag. Does anybody like, um, you know, any late Giants pass catchers?
1: Um, oh. not 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 particularly. But uh, I yeah. am i I'm a sucker for a little Wandale. Uh, yeah. is how's how's high? Is he? I'm not even
2: familiar. He went undrafted like... there, but he was like ADP thirty six or something, thirty four he's
1: healthy i feel like he's you know you just his oh sorry his injury status but yeah undrafted d- doesn't feel like anything there is is yeah. worth
2: getting to yeah i don't know like the judy one feels fun like the bet on talent angle back here <sighs> like, what know, about judy really hard to- yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> entirely fair
1: i'm a disciple of matt Harmon, so i uh like I don't, if, I don't if do you junior.
0: were so to your point job like if, if you do the talent one down there i mean it's like mm-hmm. you click do you click jacoby um even yeah. honestly yeah. even elijah moore like denver denver's been so bad elijah moore's been i mean it's it's tough though i mean there's a reason all these guys are going down here
2: yeah and alec pierce has to catch a ball eventually right <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: man. I, I thought for I mean, if sure we lost- he was
2: gonna take that leap. I thought for sure he
1: was gonna take that leap.
2: Well we were it is funny. We were after we went to that uh uh what the the little bar that we were having those tequila things in Vegas there that was inside the park hotel. Yeah, yeah. At, after some people went to bed or whatever, Pat and I were sitting at the at the bar there showing our exposures to each other for BBM. And we were celebrating victory lapping cheers holding hands like yes, we're both on Alec Pierce this year. 18%, <laughs> me too, man. Like big celebratory. Like this is this is gonna be what we need. Alec Pierce, Anthony Richardson. Holy fuck. It makes go? sense. Direction directionally
0: accurate, Josh Downs. Directionally accurate. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh man, I just vivid memory of that. <laughs> just oh god, that age poorly uh uh should we do our infamous uh pick them entry yeah. and call it gentlemen yeah i'm itching yes i'm
1: itching okay
0: i think let's we, do, we do our let's do our our new kind of normal uh a game hmm. stack and then uh kind of a mashup of our our favorites here who
1: yeah i who think we should me? i think we should start with our the the sexiest game just to see what what they're pricing it at with the uh, eagles and bills
0: okay yeah, and uh, I was going to say sometimes too the sexiest game that people don't think is sexy. Uh, so I, I also want to take a look at a Colts box. I think we should look at too. No doubt,
2: no doubt. That's what, when when that said the sexiest game. I thought we were going straight to Colts box. Well, <laughs> not 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 on
0: uh, not on profile on on paper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so this one is like fun to build out from like a flowchart perspective where we play like the the Bills passing game and then like DeAndre Swift on the bring back. Uh, That's Mm. how I played the Monday night one. Uh, DeAndre Swift did his job. Uh, Fucking Rashi Rice coming a half yard short did not do his job. Uh, But I I do kind of like that angle of playing like four Bills pass catchers and and like DeAndre Swift or something like that. There doesn't even
1: seem to be too steep of of projections on these Bills pass catchers. Um, That Shakir
0: number seems nice. Oh, yeah.
2: You looking at just the receiving one?
0: Yeah, the 29 and a half. Yeah, he had a nice big uptick last week. Philly has just been getting demolished over the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. Like him and Kincaid, I, I think if you do go that route, you put, you put those two
2: in. Do you think it's a, not to go football bro for half a second here, but do you think it's a byproduct of having a really effective, good uh, pass rush in a base 4-3? that opens up the middle of the field so so much in the modern game. I, I could talk just like a,
0: a teeny sliver of ball, but you're above my pay grade on that one.
2: <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean. Like if you if you look at these teams that are elite at rushing the passer. So like the Niners, the Eagles, the Steelers, um the Chiefs almost to an extent. Like what is their biggest problem? They all get gashed over the middle of the field, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't yeah.
1: know. Just yeah. No, like my... Cover two issue too, right? Yeah,
2: I can yeah.
1: shout. Yeah. To, to get back I... to, to this here, sorry. I'll just for for digs, I feel like digs should be a play if we if we go this route. Yes. And I'm not sure if I, I kind of feel like I do kind of like receptions on on digs here just because this matchup is like very vulnerable against the pass. digs last two games is like kind of down in receptions i just see a little bit of like you know the squeaky wheel that hasn't necessarily squeaked but uh Mm -hmm. i I, I feel like the pass volume is totally going to be there
0: okay the other thing there um his a dot and air yards have like cratered i just pulled up the the game hub so like he had like 30% of the area yards or like the sample, he was above 30% for almost the entire season. Week nine, 19%, week 10, 15%, week 11, 16%. Like his role, like has changed a bit. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you of going the receptions instead of like the yards angle.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it. And then the natural pairing here will be Josh Allen passing yards or passing. Yeah. attempts. You can't do attempts
0: do... with receptions.
1: Good I think he do
2: yards.
0: And then one thing I've been liking to do, and I did this, is like then pick him with like the more volatile guy. Like, so I think Gabe Davis, right? Like, if he, if we can get over this yards, we want them hitting for a big play. And this number from Gabe Davis is pretty nice too at 30. He can
2: do this out. on one catch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we like, we like going the volatility route with Gabe versus like, more projectable with Kincaid in terms of like five receptions. I, I think, think because so. Cause we're playing week.
0: the yards with Allen. Like we need mm-hmm. him to get to these yards and we're already playing digs as a little bit lower. So like one of Gabe or Dalton has to smash on yards. Um, and I would probably prefer to, if we were doing like one-off stuff, do like Kincaid receptions. But with this mega, I kind of like right. Gabe yards. Like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the and other side
2: of the play. ball is going to be Eagles and Swift.
0: Yeah. I think so. Swift looks so good. It was a bummer, too, because he he didn't get a ton of carries last week. I think it ended up stopping at 12, um, which is why I – do they even have a rushing attempts for him? They don't even have that up. Um, yeah, just – yeah. And they they honestly – I wouldn't even get tempted by the rush receiving line just because they're, they're not using him a ton there. I would, I'd probably just play that 58-and-a-half. You get like one 25, 30 yard chunk play and that's there.
1: Yeah, I kind of like them just in that game too. just like in in general uh, to to beat the to beat the Bills, which obviously would set up for a better script for for Swift if they are leading the majority of the game. And and, and which is kind of what we're assuming here.
0: Did they have a fantasy points number for him? Because that's the other nice out for Swift. He had I would that love that. Not yet. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, they do not yet.
1: It's. It seems like they're gonna. I, I would probably his fantasy points. I, I'm. I wonder what the what they'll set it at. I I could see it. I I was thinking like 11, 11.8 on. Yeah, eleven Swift. six. Yeah. But they might they might even do something frothier than that.
0: So like yeah. last, against the Chiefs who um are definitely a little bit more of a run funnel just because their pass is so good. he had the 76 yards receiving but they're still top 10 against running backs and then you go and look at the bills and the bills are like bottom 10 um so I think it matches up pretty well I I, I like that 58 and a half and it, it plays okay. to our game script right too like we need we uh, for this to hit you know ideally we have a bit of a Philly lead early
2: and Josh just yeah. chucking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, yeah. The two, the two thesis being either they run it up quick and early, and then you go swift on the pass catching, bring back or mm-hmm. the inverse of that being they score first rushing yards. And then Josh is playing catch up. I like that narrative better. Nice. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. This. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah.
1: this is an easy one for the, for the correlation. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I like And also if
0: we, I'm not opposed to two correlation ones. If we want to uh, look at a uh, got, to. got to check out that game. Uh, also, if you guys are watching, I know most of you are probably already badge Bros subscribers. Make sure you are subscribed though. If you came over from my channel after the block party, uh, as we mentioned last week, often on the clock will be here under the badge bros umbrella going forward uh, every Friday. The usual time, a few minutes late as I come over <laughs> from the block party show. But always love doing this show; have a blast, and I feel like we've uh we've been pretty dialed in of late. So excited for another big week here for us.
1: We're really hitting our stride here, and with this game for me, this starts with Rashad White, who I think mm-hmm. is just like a fantastic click. Uh, you know, a volume volume merchant, but like the volume is there. This seems like a really good matchup. These these I, numbers though are are definitely like
0: tough, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like as far as a pick only though know, goes, and I feel like with White, it's just so scary to do it on rush yards alone, which is this oh, like yeah. lack of efficiency. I feel like it has to be combined or just playing receiving yards.
1: For sure, uh, receptions yeah, like, I, is,
0: is is kind of interesting to me. Or but, you spice but, it up with the TD, right? If you're playing that game to get nutty, you just spice
2: up the TD. Yeah and then you don't care which way it comes and they've been using him almost exclusively at the goal line too. It's so he had like that
0: crazy he had that stretch right like he's turned into like a monster um recently right like he had this stretch like against the Bills he only had 9 uh rushing attempts 13 before that 7 versus the Lions then they against the Texans 20 carries, Titans 20 carries, back down against the Niners, a little bit to be expected against that run defense. Still has six receptions, like him turning into like the full blown Bell Cow. Um, and over that stretch, two TDs against the Texans, um, didn't score versus the Titans, but they're pretty stout um against the run, and then still did have the rushing TD against the um the Niners. So, like yes. I do like his touchdown expectation. Uh, a bit here. And actually, sorry, he did have a touchdown against the Titans. It was a passing touchdown. Yeah. so He's pat- had, since this role has kind of changed,
2: he's had a touchdown every week. Let's do it. I like it. I, I, I like him in general. Now I, I kind of sad. I was out, out on him in the off season there. I thought he could be, you know, usurped by some of the talent behind him, but now Keyshawn Vaughn's been inactive and stuff like that. And like chase Edmonds doesn't push him for early down work at all. Sean Tucker's not a factor anymore. I, I like it, man. Isn't it wild
0: that we're at a point where the Rashad White and Mike Evans TD expectation relative to the spice is uh the exact same? 1.5x. Yeah.
1: Pretty well. yeah, yeah, but not I was not not foreseeing this in the offseason in the summer.
0: Yeah. It's not on my not on my bingo card. Um, do we want to kind of play this? How we did um the the other one and just now kind of like onslaught Colts passing game, play the flow chart.
1: I, th- I I like the Colts passing game a lot here.
2: You guys like Colts passing game more than the the Tampa side of the ball.
1: Well, we well, just have the Rashad
2: white rushing touchdown.
1: So
0: we could, I, yeah, too I
1: much do to agree aim- in
0: that maybe, you know, we felt much better with like a triple stack of Allen and that other one where maybe we don't feel comfortable with a Minshew triple stack to where we pick one more piece on tampa
2: yeah and do like a better. double stack do
0: with uh with minchu
2: alec pierce two receptions 27 and a half dear god i, I mean like... i love the downs yeah, yeah. i love the downs I Think too.
0: downs which do you guys prefer well look at the minchu first right because ultimately we're going to put these guys with something with minchu i guess they're only giving us pass yards i'm cool with that
2: 243 and a half
0: I think so, man.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me I mean, if this,
2: if the game plays to the script in which we are. All right. I'll read off just. some of the
0: recent passing yard totals against the Bucks. Last week, Brock Purdy, 333. Uh, Will Levis only 199. Um, CJ Stroud 470. Uh Josh Allen three hundred and twenty-four. Let's let's see what uh maybe I don't want to look at this. Desmond Ritter. Uh Desmond Ritter even got to 250. So if Desmond Ritter's yeah. getting to 250, uh we're we're locking in Minchie. That's all we need to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> Full fledged pass funnel.
1: Yeah, and Rashad White's getting yeah. a score on the ground, so it's gonna, you know, push the game a little bit. We like it.
2: Now downs, yeah, I you guys, always like,
0: do you, like do receptions?
2: I-, I always default to it with downs like that player, but maybe I'm not giving his eight dot enough credit. I know it's been kind of like trending in recent memory. Um, let me confirm my, my priors there. My, yeah, my only interesting,
0: the only reason I kind of lean his a dot really popped in week 10. Mm-hmm. He had 26% yeah. of the area. My only thing is if we are trying to get Minshew to this, like he is probably needing us to get one big play. And assuming we don't get like a Michael Pittman screen pass, suck out, touchdown, like he did against the, uh, what was it against the saints? Um, yeah, I kind of like the yards.
2: What happened uh, here with the the routes? Like the week nine was the game that he got hurt. And then week 10 was the game that we didn't think he was going to play. But then he still ended up playing. Yes. And now he's had a bye week to get healthy. Okay.
1: Is it weird? I I mean, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but like Josh Downs yards and Michael Pittman receptions
0: play at that. Michael I will Pittman say that three straight games the, with
1: eight receptions,
0: the 71 and a half did seem a little, a little frothy.
1: Yeah. He's been getting like his targets per run, run last week. And I know this was with like a banged up
0: downs 42%. And we are basically playing it the same way wow. we're playing him as the digs where it's like, we don't necessarily trust that like a dot or like the super big play there. And you, I, I feel comfortable playing Pittman It's just the three.
1: volume, right? We just think that they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in a situation where they're passing. Um and but man, down's 48 and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> you does that seem high to you or you like it? It does kind of seem high to me. But I'm telling you, if if we're playing pit mid receptions and you, we think 48's high, how is Mitch you getting us to 244 yards? Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it's true, it's true. <laughs> alec pierce don't get john and pass I, started. i'm just like <laughs> it's just the recency it's just the recency bias for me creeping creeping into my creeping into my brain like i just, I, I love this spot for josh downs i i think okay so. let's okay let's, let's roll then let's roll um i'm probably cool with with this here unless we want to do like jonathan taylor like receiving yards
0: i, I guess I that it would be. be an angle <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it might be thin. I think I'd rather go to the other side and let's go, find like, another buck. The, yeah. Yeah, do the Palmer or or yeah. um I don't know. There's like an outlying let me confirm before I say this and look like an idiot. But there is an outlying scenario where Godwin's not like one hundred percent right. I did not know that. LP all week. Yeah, that's probably fine. Never mind. Three straight days at LP. I don't know. Our guy uh Wu Tang Killer B is a Talking up Trey Palmer, saying Indy versus perimeter wide receivers, and this is the man who uh, who gave us the D'Amico Ryan's boys. This is <laughs> this is something we got to listen to here.
1: I, I'm like, I, I, see, I'm with James here, man. I'm on the four and a half Mike Evans receptions. I mean, the dude get peppered with targets, and I know that like he's he's got his hands, and these targets are not necessarily like layup targets, but the fact that they're just there. And the way that we're looking at this game, like certainly, Mike Evans is catching more than four footballs in this game.
2: Uh, yeah. If we if we paint this this game, yeah, I, th- I think you're definitely right. Yeah, uh, he's
0: only the last time, or he's had one game under four receptions since October first.
1: Yeah, and la- last week was a bit of an outlier as well. Only 55% of his targets were catchable per Fantasy Life, but yeah, still well over twenty tar- 28% targets per route run. Uh, yeah, Here's
0: what you do. You, you take whatever unit you were going to place mm-hmm. on this, and you do uh, about 75% on this one with Mike Evans' 4.5 receptions, and then you uh-huh. do the exact same entry. Subbing out Evans and you throw in the double spice, you put in the Evans team. Oh, yeah. And okay. you, you, that's, you, you separate it a little bit. All right. Thank you, advisor Pete. Yeah. Because again, I'm oh, just yeah. looking at Mike Evans. I mean, he said one game since October 15th that he didn't score a touchdown. Oof. Um, yeah, and he dropped one. He, he was, dropped was, one in that game. game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's me, what, that's like part of what makes this. Dollars.
1: Part of what, Jesus, what makes this matchup so fun is like the Bucks side is extremely concentrated. And they actually yeah. I'm late to our uh our our Bills onslaught. Diggs is now at six and a half receptions. Go figure. Thank you, Oaks. You were late. Uh-huh. You you got on the bad uh-huh. side
0: of the 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 steam we
1: caused. <laughs> Too late, man. I'm not dialed in like I should be, I uh, guess.
2: Michael Pitts re- receptions and Josh Downs yardage again.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, spike. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That 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 checks out. All right, let's do it. All right. I gotta I gotta move quick and get this in the chat. I and, know. <laughs> uh, Nez here. Let's go. We're uh, in. I'm not missing out on this one. See, you guys are better when I try to um you know say like okay let's kind of split the unit size like when i do it with pat and gretch and, and pat's just like oh just do just do 50 on on both of them i'm like no the point is, is we're like de-risking a little bit relative to and it's, they don't they just don't understand that concept i guess that's pat what certainly when pat certainly it. can't yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> no chance he just yeah it's 50 p come on we're in there
0: all right let's go all right these are fun is and then do we want to wrap up with a with a hodgepodge? The best plays. Just play
1: the best plays. Are you looking for Elias Petershon
2: right now, John? You for <laughs> Mr. Peterson. No, I was looking for Cordero. Uh, for a pick'em? Yeah, yeah I'm just looking at what kind at of I'm looking at some weird stuff on the side here. I was just <laughs> curious.
1: I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'll, intrigued. I,
2: I, I want to see that line of stuff for a second. That's a good start.
1: Yeah, thirteen fantasy
2: points for Ritter. Mm. It's that's low. Where's what's London at? Eight. London's London's <laughs> is like the exact same as um, Downs. Two yards higher than Josh Downs.
1: I kind of like these fantasy points, like the these pickems. So I'm I'm gonna just search my fantasy points over on my end and see see what's like sticking out. That's like such a fun way to kind of attack these, give you a lot of different well, outs.
0: Yeah. And let's, let's do our normal thing of like what, who are some guys? I mean, like downs honestly was one of them. And I thought I, it, we've already put two into our entries that I wouldn't mind doing as one offs. And it was, it's like downs and Shakir, I think are okay. two that I, I really like. You, here's,
1: here's something interesting. What do you think the difference is between tank Dell and Nico Collins and the fantasy points projections? Oh, here we go!
0: Is this like yeah, our DK Metcalf, one. Tyler
2: Lockett, something like that? It, it feels like it. Um, but so but my...
1: mind you, Tank Dell is a top five pick <laughs> on yeah. underdog. Hey,
2: Tank Dell's uh eleven point eight, and Nico Collins is is ten three.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. My guess is I know where this is going, and it's far closer than their ADPs would suggest.
1: I mean, John John nailed it. Eleven nine for Tank uh-huh. Dell, and ten three for for Nico
2: actually 10-3 that's actually 10 an normally that i actually get. that's wow. just we, no, we're, we're just we're just way too
1: I <laughs> <laughs> spent way on, too on much time
2: stuff. on this site <laughs> yes
1: and, and and watching football that that you can that you can nail a projection you don't even need you don't even need a source anymore uh that's, pre- the that's pretty, wild. That is uh, pretty
0: wild that's pretty wild i need to go see my family in a second but that was a very oh, tempting not- offer kg
1: <laughs> okay so there's only a couple there's only a couple games up with fantasy points right now but one of them is uh rashid Shahid at six and a half fantasy points so a, i'm what? on board He's a with that you
2: win,
0: when you win guy i would just yeah. say like I, we have to correlate it with car if we do if well we cars do cars only 14 <laughs> that i 7.75 you. you we could run a little mini do like a car shaheed Bijan kind of thing are, but are there any other one-offs? Like you guys mentioned the tight end stuff, right? Should, I mean, we we already talked about Kincaid. So should we take a peek at McBride? Yeah.
1: Yeah, McBride's. They're not. They're not cheap, but like McBride's fifty-one and a half receiving yards.
2: Spicy's only one point five for Taysom. Um. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. we were going to McBride.
1: Yeah, fifty-one and a half seems pretty pretty damn efficient
2: it's i still think it's a good one i, I mean if you factor in that you got q tag brown still you got wilson out i mean i i i will also
0: just say if you want to do the little uh the dvp thing uh rams seventh worst on the year against tight ends
1: Ooh.
2: Sell so, so sell me this pen pete
1: uh pete last show you i think you were kind of talking a little down on on uh trevor lawrence did i did i hear you correctly that you were like kind of off that
0: yeah i mean part of it is like he's, he's pacing for it to be the most popular quarterback on redacted and i was like okay. that seems so that was like a little
1: bit of an ownership thing well like rivals wise pa- for passing guards they do have stroud versus lawrence and they are spotting trevor lawrence some yardage i don't know how much
0: would uh if you want to take a i look would need there. a pretty big spot man i just think i, I just don't like this jags team man They i don't like the jags so either much.
1: you know and, and you saw it whenever they actually were the team you needed i mean like so many people in our space were like not on that you know like nobody likes this damn <laughs> jags team uh yeah there, there goes the path but like man i think i would take cj stroud minus
0: 20 and passing yards yeah. the the only thing I really like when I was like, look, at, and it's the same thing every week and he's always in the same spot, but it's just like Christian Kirk again. Like I looked at the battle royales, like he's getting underdrafted relative to his projection. And the, mm-hmm. the, the Calvin Ridley, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. his dog bowl. ADP is absurd. It's, it's so funny.
1: <laughs> it's, 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 it's the recency bias. I, I love it. Like he finally, finally has a good game and now, okay, we could take him over Christian Kirk again. And then you go in here and
0: do, do they have <laughs> a rival Ridley versus Kirk? Oh, they have to. Ooh, that'd if, be a good. If, one. They're give it, if they're spotting us on Kirk, let's windmill this in.
2: They are spotting Ridley. Ridley, two and, <laughs> and a half receiving yards. <laughs> Ridley. Yeah, so, I do so, it. So much further God. ahead. Uh, like
1: uh, so much
0: ahead the ADP
1: does not. Yeah. I I I really like these, these rivals though, man. Yeah, you've uh, been. Some of them you can really get like really pick your spots in here.
0: Taysom versus Kamara in rushing yards. Jesus Christ. Is there, is there, what's the, what is the Allen versus Hertz? If Hertz is getting spotted more passing yards, I would definitely be into nothing there for Bills.
1: Okay. Um, see, Chiefs and nothing for Chiefs. They have, they have some Titans.
2: I wonder if they've there a non-zero game. chance that like Dame Pierce just doesn't even see the field.
1: I don't know about that, but it does oh, yeah. seem like it does seem I'm not like.
2: The... Yeah, I'm not necessarily like advocating for it. I'm like, there's a like, non-zero chance he just doesn't see the field, right? Like they they're, they're
1: they... spotting Dame Pierce 18 and a half rushing yards uh, above Singletary in on, on in the rival screen.
2: Pierce for Singletary, 18. Um. I don't know. Like, they just love Singletary in the outside zone run scheme. They went out. They made the acquisition. Like, you know, it's new regime. They go out, get their guy kind of thing. Now they've seen him pop in two straight weeks. They were nowhere close to giving Dame, you know, 30 touches in a game. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting that I'm not saying yeah. for our pick them here. I just mean kind of in general.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. so what do we have in here? We got Shakir Downs McBride and then CJ Stroud over Lawrence Rivals. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. So we just need one more one off here.
2: Yeah. Who who yeah, else sorry. are some of the plays that we were that we were liking?
0: Yeah. Um, on the rivals.
1: I think we hit we hit the best rivals there. There's nothing left uh for us to really turn over
2: the oh Deontay. Or Warren? Oh yeah, they or, like, or a stealer. Yeah. What's Warren at in here? Forty-seven and a half rushing yards, eighteen and a half receiving, seventy and a half combined. I really like two eight. and a half
1: receptions on Warren. I think that's Yo, a that,
2: smash, dude. That feels good. I that's really good. that's OC, really good.
1: New OC Warren is the standout <laughs> in in this on this offense. Like,
0: Nez, it's a good one-off too because. I don't really want to attack that game in too many ways. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Be easy. I like this game. I don't want to stake my future on, on stealing.
2: Okay. All right, let's do it. Nas, who give me, give me the nugget on who the new OC is too. Uh, Oh, Oh, you
1: want a nugget on this new Eddie Faulkner, Uh his new OC running back coach now promoted to OC. The problem is that like Tomlin doesn't have like a coaching tree like in the nfl so this is just like one of like another another like tomlin guy is what like the pittsburgh media is saying i'm willing i'm gonna like pump the brakes on that i think that you know bringing in somebody new that kind of understands some of the strengths uh will will actually be beneficial the play caller is the quarterback's coach though which is interesting so Hmm. running back coach is the coordinator quarterback coach is the play caller but the OC Eddie Faulkner has a son, Eddie Faulkner, the fourth, who goes to my alma mater, Slippery Rock <laughs> University. So the guy knows so much ball. It's just <laughs>
2: oo- <coughs> oozing out of his ears. Dude, and- you had me. You had me until that last slippery rock one. Rock. You had me, you had me. You went too far. Here. No, you went too far with it. You had me at quarterback's coach, uh likes to pass, <clears throat> running back's coach coming in, OC, but not calling plays. The merging of those two is past your talented pass catching running back. We'll go
1: post post production edit what I said and put what you said, and then that's <laughs> that's the that's that's the bull case. That's the All bull right. case. But uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately not seeing a lot of things changing for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is irredeemable.
2: Maybe they pass yeah. over
1: the middle more. They don't do that a lot. I don't know.
0: Uh, Just check this pick on. I am starting to think lower on 8.65 for Tim Boyle. Fantasy points was actually the sharp side.
1: (laughs) You you guys almost got there on your ship chasing show. And then like Ben wouldn't let Jacob say how bad he was. And then he's like, (laughs) he's so bad that maybe he's actually good now.
0: (laughs) That was was the round trip that Tim Boyle takes. That's for sure. (laughs)
2: Like a nice trip around Stanley Park. <laughs> oh <that laughs> was lovely
0: crazy. place. Hey, I will say I I am sold. I, I want to get out there, do the log throwing, all the other good stuff. See the elves, you know. Um, all right, dudes. Look at you getting a buck fifty two out of us here on this uh Black Friday. Uh appreciate all of you guys hanging out. You will see me in those dog ball streets uh up until lock uh in, in case you guys missed it. One, this is the last week to qualify only three more seats up for grabs and underdog running the promo they've been running so if you get 10 entries in all of your entries that finish in the top 2000 you will get $25 bonus cash back your entry back which is i believe it's top 38% so yep. uh, a very very nice offer certainly helps offset if you're wanting to get in some good volume this week, but if you're doing seven or eight, you, you absolutely just need to do a couple more to get to the 10 and unlock that. Um, I, I really think it's like do one or two or 10. Like you just don't <laughs> want to be living in that, uh, that middle. For sure. Yeah. Best thing going right now. Uh, get your 10 in. you'll see us in there
1: and uh, yeah, best of luck to everybody. I would love to meet one of you lovely folks in Miami. So uh, get in yeah. there and uh, when you, when you see baby.
0: John, you just got uh, your flight the other day. It's going to take you 36 hours, a train, a Plantumbo. What what else do you got on there?
2: Dude, It's nuts, man. we are going to catch the banana boat from uh, the base of Texas. We're going to wrap around the Gulf of Dude. Mexico, come through. We'll finally end up in Miami there. <laughs> there you crazy.
1: go. It's crazy.
0: Uh well appreciate all of you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your holiday weekend and, uh, yeah, we'll be back, uh, as usual next Friday. When will you guys be back for uh next bad bro show?
1: Uh, Monday. I think, I think we'll do, we'll do the recap Monday, maybe do a little, little hoops. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Back, back in business. Well, then I guess I'll see you on Monday for uh, my second Winner's Circle segment. Man, Ooh, I saw Dave talking about manifesting it. his. that I just manifested it. I'll see you. What time do you guys do that show? I'll make sure to clear my schedule. We'll see you at
2: 2 p.m. Eastern on Monday. We'll see you. All right. Perfect. Book <laughs> it.
0: All right, guys. Everyone have a good one. We'll see you next time. Peace.